0: We are squawking dead podcast pulverizing episodes of the walking dead universe sometimes we give you news sometimes we make you laugh but most times most times as a matter of course <laughs> we go deep we also make deep here have there's a make deep there you go
1: take it take it take it
0: take it take it, take it. yeah today we're, we'll be talking about the walking dead's final season episode five Out of the Ashes. Very, very on the nose title for this episode, I think, for the most part. Um, The Maggie Negan conflict throughout this episode (laughs) is, yeah, yeah, we're going to start we're going to start off with a bang.
1: Okay, I'll be over here.
0: (laughs) Hi. The little joke going on behind the scenes is that, uh, which is kind of a a remark off of the fish bangs, fish thuds uh, captions from Find Me with Lee and and Daryl, hate bangs. (laughs) Good night, folks. We're oh, that's we're canceling. <laughs> we're canceling. Rachel's canceling us today. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, no, we
1: can we can laugh about it. It's funny. It's, it's funny. funny to laugh about until it actually happens, and then I'm going to freak fuck <laughs> out.
0: And I'll be like, "Oh wow, okay, so this this is a major te- tectonic shift." You're, you're like you're like thinking it might actually happen.
1: Yeah, that's why that's why I'm getting legit pissed. Like I get really actually mad when I think about this because of how possible they're making it seem right now.
0: So maybe I should start off with the question. What do you think that uh, when when uh, Negan asks Maggie, why haven't you uh, disposed of me yet or whatever, whatever he says, why haven't you put me down yet is what he said. <laughs> oh, put me down, <laughs> laid me down more like it.
1: <laughs> he's like, he's like, look, I got black socks on and everything. I'm ready to go.
2: Hey, hey. <laughs> Oh, I I don't think it's like she's like, oh, I just want to bang me. I don't think it's like that. I think it's going to be some kind of tense standoff thing like they had in this episode. If Gabe hadn't come in, I think something might have happened in this episode if Gabe had not come in. But I think it's going to be like a tense thing and it's just going to happen. I don't think she's not killing him because she's got the hot swarm or anything like that. I don't think, oh, okay. think okay. that
1: something
0: might have happened in terms of violence, not in terms of Nookie. That's why we're
1: that's why, that's we're, we're, that's we're, that's meant, why right? we're hashtagging hate bangs, because it's yeah, hatred like, like there is sh- a fine <laughs> line between love and hate. No, no and but, she I, hates him.
0: I, I want to be clear about what Sharon D says, like, like what might have happened. You mean like hate bang or did you mean like? No, I mean, like, like a hate bang, bang. bang
2: might have happened. OK, okay, yeah. OK, OK. All right. If they okay. did not come in. Matter of matter fact, when Rachel and I were watching it, I called him cock blocking Gabe. <laughs> yeah,
1: she did. She did. <laughs>
2: cock blocking block Gabriel. Cock yeah, blocking. I mean, I, I mean,
1: <laughs> many, I mean, how many times? Ty- how many times have we seen that in other shows and other movies where where two people who hate each other are shoving each other, punching each other, and then all of a sudden they start making out and doing it? And you're like, yeah, what the fuck? That is what I think is going to happen. That is the That I is too the setup have seen here. many pointers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no uh, no yeah. this is just regular shows yes. and movies. I, I, I
0: feel uh-huh. like that's, that's where did no. that come from
1: <laughs> there's no there's no lead up in a porn yeah. it's just bang <laughs> they do no no
0: I, I i've seen <laughs> seen quite a few hate bang <laughs> 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 anger effing or fa- yeah i don't know if it's hate it's bang. A, i don't know it's uh, a hate
1: bang. hate bang we coined yeah. it <laughs> we hashtag we coined hate bang. it hashtag hate right. bang.
0: uh yeah but i've seen i've seen many porns that have that premise oh they're like oh the. The, the plumber in the facility
2: and the boss lady we're wants learning, him to We're continue. learning a lot
1: about Dave today. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like, see it more yeah. like uh, Sam and Diane from Cheers. You know, they fucking hated each other until they didn't. That's what I think is yeah. going to happen. And I mean, yeah. I have watched enough freaking television over the years to see when they are putting something in that direction. You can see it. You can see it in the episode and in the one before. But I guess in all fairness,
0: though, this show has a terrific reputation of leading us down a certain
2: path and going nope yeah, nope we wanna, but we wanted to I mean think I it I could really, happen but nobody would expect that to happen so i think that is where they're taking us i could be wrong which is i could be totally I'm wrong so but I, that's what i see that's just the same what oh, i see oh uh,
0: i i don't i don't doubt i don't doubt that everyone's kind of like am i it's the whole am i seeing what i'm seeing mm, am i, see, I, am I see, cause mean, they're not gonna do that right
1: Really, because, though? No, it's like knowing be-
0: it's going to happen or feeling like it's going to happen, but then pulling back because you should know better. It's like this show is kind of like pointing the finger at the mm. audience going, what, do you think that was going to happen? Do you think that was going to happen? Why are you so stupid? Why are you so stupid? Stop watching this show.
2: <laughs> and it's the, the fe- final season. Show. They can do whatever they want. I know. <laughs> I know. It's genius.
0: Let's just put it this way. It's whatever genius. Happens. Whatever happens next, I don't care. I, at this point, the fact that we're thinking it and they... I don't think they're gonna do it. I, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. They're not I, gonna do it. And
1: <sighs> after eleven years, they still I still cannot predict what's gonna happen. I mean, my theories are so wild and wrong all over the yeah, place. I'm so. never right. But I am so I'm really legit mad about this because it I mean, they could. That's the that's the thing. That's where I'm at right now. They could go down this path with Maggie and Negan. They're setting it up to do that, and I will be <laughs> so so mad. So mad if they actually so mad.
0: A time where they actually made us think one thing and then they were like, nah. Like Glenn's are you, death? What he dump <laughs> dumpster. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I guess maybe that is one thing. But not that extreme. Like something that we thought, oh well, obviously this is going to happen. Oh, that's not happening. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know what? a better example would be uh Rick and Crew besting the saviors, like after a painful season seven. And then, like, you go into season eight, you're thinking, we are one! And then the next frame, you think in your head, immediately after Ezekiel's holding up his finger, we are one! Like, we're defeating the the saviors, yeah, yeah. The next frame, you're thinking, oh, the pile of bodies on top of Ezekiel? Like, no, no, you have not (laughs) won. You are are a bunch of pieces now. (laughs) Leading you down a garden path of, like, yeah, this is the season that they best the saviors. Nah, not until the very end. Not until the very end. Sorry.
1: But they do. But they do. So, in that instance, we did get what we in wanted. In that right? instance,
0: yes. So. But I think every <laughs> at the, well, we had two seasons of misery. So, like, it's kind of like where right. we thought we they were gonna every few seconds they tried it. They get they oh, I'm climbing back up. Michonne and that episode with Michonne and, uh, and, and Rick in that uh, state fair or whatever it is. You go. Oh, oh, they're kind of getting out of it. They feel like they can best the saviors. They got the the juice. They got a little juice back, and also in bed. But then then they kind of like. Oh, no, thank you. No, you're dead again. No, no. (laughs) Here's the boot. Here's the heel. Here's your face. I I just don't think it's going to happen because it's kind of like they're they're going to have to pull back. There's just no reason to do that. What I do see, though, in response, though, one of the frames in the episode is as they're taking down walkers in the middle of the forest, you know, they're on their way, still on their way to that satellite outpost, right? That one shot of them both getting that last walker and then them... And then also Maggie saying, what is going on? What are you guys thinking?
1: Just the tips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the two knives
2: touching the head? <clears throat> sure. Yeah.
1: Did, you, did you see the, did you see the, what Sharon, did you send it to uh, Dave? Uh,
2: I can, you, no. You didn't post it yet, Yeah, it's you? on Instagram. It,
1: it has an air... it,
0: it'll be posted by oh, the time it's on, on Instagram. is out, so.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh.
0: Yeah. I posted it today. No, uh, <laughs> just, just, just describe describe okay. the meme so I can put it in post-production.
2: Uh, it's the shot of them with Maggie's knife coming down and Megan's crowbar going up, and I captioned it just the tips. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm how you guys en- I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying this just for the freaking memes I'm making out of it. I mean... <laughs> I'm enjoying that part. I'm enjoying making everybody mad.
1: Not everybody. Shut <laughs> up. Not everybody. Me. It's just me. You are
0: not it's the only one. You are not the only one. not just you. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm definitely like, enjoying this.
2: If it does happen, I'm going to sit back with my popcorn and watch everybody lose their fucking minds. <laughs> It's like the end of You uh, won't see me for
1: like a week. I it, I promise you now, you won't see me for Shari, like a Shari week.
0: And me are like at the end of Fight Club, you know, watching the buildings explode. <clears throat>
1: like
0: Yeah. Um, like <laughs> ringside seats to the to TWD family imploding oh, under the no. weight of their own frustration.
1: I will I will disappear off the face of the earth. <laughs> I will disappear in not,
0: a puff of smoke.
1: You will not see me. Literally for a while if that <laughs> happens because i will just i will be in such a bad mood and i will take it out on anyone <laughs> anyone, anyone and everyone eric, who talks to me and i, I will just I, I will i am
0: I, eric comes on the next zoom and it's like <laughs> yeah. he goes did you know that we had to put her in a minute <laughs> did you know <laughs> yeah. I, bl- I blame you <laughs> i blame you
1: yeah yeah and then pretty you know, much.
0: and you know he's gonna get us you know yeah, he's like in, in our sleep <laughs> just the tips Just the tips. <laughs> you like that you like that tip 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 like you're not yep. dead he's stabbing you in the head but like not like fatally he's like oh yeah. you like that you like that
1: yeah no i'll joke i'll joke about it all day long it's funny <laughs> it's funny while it's not true it's well, funny yeah
0: that's that's why i'm trying to get out the fact that i think what they're trying to do is they're trying to illustrate that they're kind of getting to the same place with maggie as where negan's been for a, a while right? After the time jump, Negan hops the fence, heads to the sanctuary and notices, first of all, that it's rough out there. Second of all, that he gets back to the sanctuary, you know, oh, Richie or whatever, Big Richie or whatever, mm-hmm. walking around and like, and like, realizing, oh, shit, I'm the king, I'm the king of dung. I'm like, I'm like the king of the king dung of the right yeah. King of ashes. Yeah. King of ash. Right. right. Exactly. And so out of the ashes, right? So Maggie is realizing, okay, all the people i brought in my best people the people i was the people that happened to survive the only people in meridian they're gone now that was my my sanctuary that was my saviors and they're almost all gone there were some people left from the saviors but laura's gone dj's gone <laughs> On the heels of that, just, just to mention on the side, Jimmy McAfee is still, still there. He was credited in this episode. The guy we interviewed, uh, now I can put in the credits, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one of the uh, background actors we interviewed, uh, he was one of the saviors. I, I'm Negan, then he transplanted to Alexandria, I think it was.
1: We technically saw another former savior in this episode as well. Bethany Kay was a savior.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah right. Uh, Bethany Katsoulis, right? Yeah, she was with the Whisperers in the cellar at Hilltop. Well, Aaron and uh, Carol and... Jerry and Lydia. Jerry and Lydia. Yeah. Came yeah. down to see what's what. That's interesting though, because, you know, we still have some that are around. And yeah, so we got Elijah and Gabriel back, you know, so they got the, the old OG crew, the new OG crew. Oh, we're back again. So we still have like remnants from Maggie, Maggie's crew, just like we have. So we still have some remnants from the saviors, but we're kind of meeting now, finally, Maggie and Negan in the middle. These are two leaders who've had formerly had their own people completely go away. So out of the ashes, what do they become?
2: Do they finally see somewhat eye to eye? I, I will <clears throat> take comfort from this. If if they do, keep in mind the, the praying mantis thing. So <laughs> if they like, do, maybe Maggie in, yeah. will, you know, take Negan out afterwards. Eat his head off. Yeah, see, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know. Right?
1: right? I just, I don't see the point. Uh, also, hey, I, I, it takes two
0: to tango. So you know why? Why are we putting this on Negan?
1: <laughs> well, because Maggie would be emotional, and she's not going to kill herself. So <laughs> sure,
0: this is a this is a good topic of, of conversation. Okay, hold on a sec. She so far has not been emotional at all. Really, though, she's been switched off.
1: Yeah.
0: So if she does do this, it's because if there's something in there, I don't. There's some. There's a kernel somewhere, like of something. I don't know. Maybe okay. Well, maybe this is this could be seen as some sort of. uh, I mean, we're really getting to a serious topic of like a form of control, like trying to best your trauma, or you know, you know, some people who come out of like a, a horrific sexual experience, they do things that may not be as healthy for them, but it's their way of trying to regain control of their situation. Like I could see that. I could definitely see that. But then again, this is like the zombie apocalypse, so there's a lot of extra baggage, you know that. At some points, almost eclipses personal trauma. How do you balance that balancing act too? And then look at look at Negan having just resolved his Lucille drama and yeah. putting that to bed, and finally putting her to rest. You know, in more way than more ways than one. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it cuts both ways.
1: Well, I definitely think Negan's in a better headspace than Maggie is right now.
0: Definitely. Yeah, doesn't mean he's making great decisions, but at least.
1: Well, I mean, he's not really making decisions he's just yelling at maggie for not making decisions <laughs> what he's saying
2: isn't wrong
1: no he's i not. mean maggie's
2: not entirely wrong either but y- right. you have to make right. a choice and he's like you have you have to make a choice if you want to be the leader you have to make a choice and he's just know not when, doing it know
1: when to yeah. cut your losses and i mean
2: I, like i said he's he's not wrong i i
0: think he's also like happy to not have to make a choice too you know what i mean like i think he's happy not being a leader
2: in some ways he's like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and take some of this food back why did she stop him why, why not well, okay, let him take she, some of the food and go yeah. if she if she hate you know if she hates him that much right i see what you're saying
0: uh but then there's like okay strength in numbers i mean we all know that and you know the higher she, i think she's being pragmatic also like the more people you have in tow the higher chance she has of success i mean you're, you're losing literally 50 percent of your workforce when megan goes think- away i'm not saying she's right or wrong mm. i'm just like throwing counter positives like so well, and also. Uh, and no, and I was wondering myself too, like, what, who is like more in the right way? I, right? I think Negan's pragmatic solution of like, okay, we'll wait until sunset, you know, mm-hmm. and then we'll go. But
2: what would actually that, happen? Yeah, that, that's fair. If Negan came back to Alexandria with nobody, Maggie's gone, everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. Who is going to believe him about what happened oh, out there?
0: Wow. That's a great point, too. Again, coming back, you know, without Alpha's head and.
1: He seems to think he'll be okay. Yeah, he's planning on leaving. So or maybe he didn't think he that far ahead. He's like,
2: maybe he's just so mad, not mad, but he doesn't like the fact that she's not going along with him or taking any of his advice. So he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to go. Maybe he didn't think that far ahead about going back to Alexandria without anybody from the group.
1: Well, maybe he thought having these supplies would be enough. Like, look what I brought you. And they would sort of overlook the fact that he's
2: <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. And,
1: and, and again,
0: one of the things that we, we've noted is that like, okay, Negan is very interested in his own self-survival too. You know, he's stacking up logically. Will I be safe by staying? Or will, will I be safer by heading back to Alexandria? And he's making the calculus and saying, oh, Alexandria it is. And again, we could say Negan be Neganing. Sure, fine. I definitely think that he he does have some sort of respect for Mag- Maggie. In spite of like some of the ends the end scene that last scene from here's Negan like with the smile and everything. But I definitely see like he seems to be deferring to her and more than happy to defer to Maggie as being a leader, right? Are we, I think
1: so. Agree yeah. on that? Yeah. Okay. Well, he even
0: says it. He says, even, "I don't have a vote. Yeah. I don't have a vote, and I know that, well, but here's my vote anyway." But I also think that like, okay, Negan does Negan a little bit in terms of get being impatient. It is still light out, you know? And so he's kind of violating his own, like, little compromise of saying, breaking even saying, okay, you know, we could have waited a little longer. And, and this show does has a habit of doing this thing of, like, okay, let's wait a little past the time we were supposed to, and then good things happen, and here we go. Like, no. you know, both Father Gabriel and Elijah come back, you know, and here they are. It's, it's the same kind of parallel with, like, Carol just continuing on a little bit longer to try to find Henry when Morgan... Goes,
2: nah, I can't do it. I can't do it. Or John continuing to look for Laura after they told her she was dead. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: Negan's so concerned about his survival, but he wants to, like... He wants to stay at this house until sundown and then leave? Like, isn't it more dangerous to try and travel at night? Especially with the Reaper... Knowing that the Reapers hunt at night, wouldn't it make more sense to stay in somewhere and, like, booby-trap the fucking place, you know?
0: (laughs) That's a good question. I mean, but I guess... I guess he rash- – I mean, this is how I would rationalize it. Okay, they're still human beings, and so, like, what? Are, how much better are my chances at, during the day when I can be spotted versus night when I – now that I've dealt with them, okay, maybe at night I'll, I'll, I could find a way of having a little bit more advantage, or maybe I could black out my face, or – you know what I maybe, mean? Maybe,
1: but we know, these, we know this group hunts at night, so, like, they're comfortable in the, in the darkness, so I that, – that whole plan didn't make sense to me. Leave at night when your enemy is more familiar
0: No, I I get what you're saying. I just think, I think he's just thinking like, okay, they're still human beings. So like, there's just the chances of being actually, I mean, like, think about it. Is it better to go out in the middle of the night uh, and not have a spotlight on you called the sun? (laughs) You you know, I mean, I'm just thinking pragmatically like, okay. Well, if
1: they hunt at night. Logic would tell me that they're sleeping during the day, so they're not out looking for me. Well, so I would have a better chance. Also, the day. it might
2: be easier if there's only two of them at night instead of a big group, because when they got attacked, True. they True were also. in a big group. If it's just Maggie and Negan, they can slip in and out of the shadows and not not be making as much noise, not be having as much people, you know, not as much, not as many people making noise and and so or, or being able to be spotted. So if they're in, in the right. dark, just the two of them
1: maybe, but, maybe the, but i i mean me i'd still be i'd still be traveling in the daytime oh, and i would be securing my shelter at night the you know, only booby traps up
0: right the, the only <laughs> like, like the goonies the, like data
1: i was thinking i was thinking home alone but yeah oh okay. too. <laughs> it's,
0: it's a generational <laughs> thing I, but like also um no the okay. only reason why i say this because and this is something this is a fact that like we have to kind of bring up every now and again people do forget Okay, well, first of all, we're assuming one thing, at least, and that's, oh, Maggie knows the Reapers from before. And that's fair, right? But it hasn't been really kind of announced on the show that, oh, I knew the Reapers before, blah, blah, blah. Uh, We were in them. Or do you know what I mean? Like, we're making a lot of assumptions, but we don't really know. Secondly is, given that fact, they don't know at least how many Reapers there actually are. So, you know, what you're saying about them hunting at night and then during the day is a different story. They don't know that. So for all they know, they could be hunting during the day and night. It just, all they know is that even at night, they're still, they still have a tremendous amount of prowess. Why give them a chance to openly spot, spot them if they are hunting during the day, right? I don't know. I'm just thinking about like the, the odds, you know, statistical odds. I don't know. So am I. Okay. So Negan does mention, um, Herschel also in this one, in one instance, when she's, when he's talking about like the cost too, whereas Negan had nobody. When the saviors were all decimated, you know, he's, I think he's trying to appeal to the fact that, yeah, you still have people under your charge. One of which is your personal kin. What is his end game? When you think about it, like is Negan, if Negan is Neganing,
2: what, what does he ultimately want? I don't really think he is Negan be Neganing. I think he really has changed. I think he, I mean, six years in prison will do that. I mean, sure. He still can be a jerk and an asshole, but I think he really is changed in the fact that he doesn't want to just go out and, do what he was doing before
0: this reminds me of that uh something that angela kang said though because i believe i i have kind of agree with you but uh but angela kang did say something like i think just before the bonus episode saying something to the effect of like as much as negan is kind of redeeming himself or the redeemed one quote unquote like don't count out the fact that like he's still gonna find a way to negan (laughs) it's a verb now it's that thing again like always in the back of your mind you kind of have to think of like okay yeah, we're seeing some interesting things with Negan, but yeah, at some point he's going to do something dumb, I think. Or not dumb, just according to his character, like being impatient. That was like the one thing I noticed was like, okay, he's mm-hmm. kind of being impatient here. He's leaving here. Uh, he's kind of grasping at that old self. Yeah, so w- one of the first things I noticed in the in the Dave Reacts was the way the woods looked when Aaron and Gracie were in it in the beginning. Didn't know what was going on. Sight unseen. I was like, oh, it looks like um, in Dreams, the Fear the Walking Dead episode with, uh, well,
1: much less pink, though.
0: Right, right. Much less pink, but like I noticed, it was ethereal. Like, like, okay, what if in dreams was in dark, in the dark. Even Rachel said that when we were opposite. watching it.
2: She goes, "Oh man, those colors look crazy." Like she she pointed that mm-hmm. out first immediately when we were watching it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Same same minding it. And then who's in both episodes? Grace, Karen, David, and Gracie. I like the little tie in. Do you think that was a conscious decision <laughs> though? Like, meaning, did was that based off of? Do you think they were looking at, oh, hey, they did a dream sequence. Let's do it kind of like they did, but in our TWD colors, not pink, a.k.a. It seemed pretty... I
2: noticed the walker that was coming, yeah. the walker in the dream was missing an arm, just like Aaron, though. Oh, so like so, kind of like a
0: parallel, oh, this is what you're going to end up as, essentially.
1: Like seeing yourself as a walker.
0: Yeah. And then later on in the episode, obviously- Like
1: Iris does. Mm-hmm.
0: Iris, Iris. World Iris. Beyond. Which one's Iris? In, wor-
1: in World Beyond.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Well, the beginning, the pilot episode, you see Iris in The Walking Dead World Dreaming
1: about herself as a walker,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uh, Right from the the beginning scene.
2: It's also interesting that um, we have Aaron having a dream. And in a couple episodes ago, Rosita was talking about dreaming about Abe. Aaron Aaron is dreaming about his own death because in the dream, he gets eaten. And Rosita is dreaming about Abe's death. So I wonder if further on in the season, we're going to get more people talking about dreams that they're having about deaths of loved ones or or other people
0: mm. yeah and it clearly it seems like the what what's been going on with Aaron is is ratcheting up like he's, he's suffered from trauma we're seeing it throughout this episode i mean he's and he's got a kid you know he has to take care of that and he feels like i mean like i'm this is my observation i feel like he's feeling a little helpless like no matter what they do it seems like we're barely hanging on mm-hmm and you see a lot of that of course like throughout the episode you see them go to Hilltop and you know oh it, it's even that's been picked clean even though it's been decimated and we haven't been here since
1: That was interesting to me that that they that they hadn't been back to Hilltop since then since they fled and 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 I'm like wow wow why not
2: <laughs> Why not like they've smithing tools I mean, has been there
1: this whole time and they're just now thinking about going to get these things like really <laughs> How long has it
2: been in Showtime? Is yeah. it like a couple of weeks, or has it been a month? Or oh, we figured out that I think there
0: was like a—it's been just over a month. It seems like because yeah, of Meg's well, research.
1: Well, the that month time period was from the time that Eugene and company left Alexandria. Is that right? So oh, yeah. we were still in the middle of the war. So if the war lasted maybe a couple more weeks, it's probably been about uh, you know a couple of weeks since the war ended. That. Was just my rough, very, very rough timeline.
2: Oh, so like within a theory. month of Hilltop falling, within yeah, yeah, with being more mm-hmm. general. Oh, I mean, <laughs> like mm-hmm. when you were asking why they didn't go back yet, and I, I mean, they've been just trying to survive in Alexandria. Maybe they just haven't had the people to spare, or the, or as Dave was saying before, oh. they don't have the food or the energy to spare to go to Hilltop. Now they at least got to eat some horse or whatever, so they've got a little bit of their energy back. <laughs> so now they can
0: they can go. <laughs> Right, because it was even mentioned in the episode that we still have okay, we still have some horse. It's been salted and cured, mm-hmm. you know, for for drying and stuff like that. And uh, so, I mean, it's nasty, but it'll it'll keep people fed, right? And so, which is, I think, the means by which they were able to make the trip to hilltop. Because I mean, it's not like instant transmission. They're not hiring a
2: car. They're not taking a well, I mean, lift. When, you know, it's it's still travel when time. When they um, because I just watched this episode not too long ago. But when Jesus took them to hilltop, he said it was a day's drive. So if they're going on foot or on horseback, oh, that's God. that's at least a couple of days. Right. Or, yeah, or at least, like, well, double time. it looks like time. they had a
1: horse pulled wagon. Yeah. They had a horse. So it's still, it's still, right.
2: a, so I would say double yeah, time. it's still a couple of days a day. to go. So, I mean, I'm assuming right. that until now they didn't have the energy or feel like they could leave safely and leave for four days, two days there, two days back, and and be able to make it.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like, like, now thinking of, like, pioneering times. Like, why do they, why were they people dying along the way? Why did they take a train (laughs) and
1: some stupid
0: (laughs) shit? But like, yeah, it's something, it is something to remember. Like, cause like, it was hard enough to get everybody back to to Alexandria at the very least. If not like, if not Oceanside, again, we have to kind of keep in the back of our mind, where's Oceanside? Okay, whatever. Virgil was there for a second. And, And why did they only spare however many people it was to get the food? I mean, you took the most capable fighters who were able to have the strength to fight off walkers, not assuming people. To get the food and bring it back, and I mean, an unfortunate decision, obviously, because of what ends up happening, but I mean, it makes sense, though. And so even sparing just Aaron, Carol, Lydia, and Jerry, it's kind of like, okay, we're dwindling our best fighters just to get these materials so that we can fix up the fence again, where they're barely hanging it on. I mean that's that's the that's the reality of it. We need to do the bare minimum to keep to keep people safe. I mean, like look at the opening scene with the I don't know if it's the opening scene necessarily, but like with Jerry st- stopping, stomping stopping over the bodies, live bodies. Relax. Of people sleep slumber partying in the in one Alexandria home. One. So you have to assume that all the other houses are the same way that they're all packed with people sleeping in in the in these houses. Like it's pretty full in here. I'm still trying to give you the visual of people like starving and there's too many people here and we don't have any enough food for for the mouse to feed here, uh, until that morning, until, you know, some of the Alexandrians did get eaten. Right. They're kind of trying to paint this dire picture. Like, Oh, this is getting worse. Everything's getting worse. There's just no way out. There's no hope. And then like in the back, it, like you and I both know, like, okay, there's the Commonwealth on the horizon. Right. So like, remember Bill and Ted's uh, bogus journey where Bill and Ted finally played the death card. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll, we'll challenge you death, you know, so we can get back. It's like they they try every other option until they finally have to go. Okay, we'll go with the Commonwealth. Okay, fine. But I I say this because when I look at Aaron and his trauma and his dream, I keep thinking, and, and uh, this is a good segue to Gus Morgan. I see I see an Aaron that is out of options, also mentally, and it's further exacerbated by like what happens at, at the second half of the episode, where you know he's literally torturing this whisper and does what Rachel and I were kind of just cringing in the corner, going like wow, okay, this is getting extreme. But we're seeing an Aaron who, if they, if this continues much longer, could turn into one of those people that Maggie warns about or that, well, Aaron himself actually got to see with Maze and the horror that he wrought onto his twin brother and his, I mean, effectively sister-in-law and his niece being that monster.
1: I think Maze is a completely different kind of monster than what Aaron could turn into. I don't see Aaron... Mutilating his friends and family, but I mean, well, it's just the idea. He of, is, I do see him right. going down a dark path, but I don't see him turning on his family.
0: No, and I don't. I don't mean it that way, but I mean like resembling these monsters, like the resembling like if you keep going down this path, what do you have to turn into to become safe or "quote unquote" safe? Well, and you like, could
1: turn into Negan.
0: Yeah, well, oh, but then even then, like he's seen what Negan's done. Like you have to exactly. be more extreme well, than Negan.
1: Negan thinks. Negan still probably thinks he was doing the right thing for his people. Aaron would do that. Aaron would do horrible things if it was right, if it was right for his people, you know? Yeah.
0: And then, and then, but which is to say, what did all those people in the dream represent in Aaron's dream? Sorry.
1: All the different numerous struggles that they've been through over the years every time. But I also want to look at all that and say, look, you've also overcome every single one of these obstacles.
2: And yet they're coming to kill him in the dream, right? They're coming after him. Uh, the, weight, the weight of all of the death and destruction that he's been through is going to end up killing him. Inside, maybe not literally, maybe not physically dead, but getting to the place where maybe where Maggie is right now, where he just doesn't feel anything. Dead
1: inside. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm resembling. That's what, that's kind of like what I'm alluding to is like, it doesn't have to be like he turns into these maze monsters or anything like that, but like that similar feeling that Maggie has that like, Oh, this is the world. And then I have to adapt to meet that world. Right. But I say this because what did, all those other people think they were doing, right? The wolves, you know, part ideology, but part like feral is, oh, this is how you have to be to live in this world. The whispers, we have to be like pack animals living amongst the dead. And then you have the walkers, which is a constant pressure. Oh, and then the saviors, obviously, people who also thought they had to be a certain way to win this apocalypse or to, be, to beat the apocalypse, something that Negan even admits is unbeatable. It's all people who thought they had to do something to survive. And then look at Aaron. What Aaron feels like he has to do to keep Gracie safe is torture the fuck out of this poor... I mean, I this is how I felt. If you guys felt differently, but like torturing this poor whisperer who is obviously a mirror reflection of what they're going through in Alexandria. Like, can you imagine if somebody came in and did the same thing to Aaron? We would be horrified.
1: I have no sympathy for the whisperer. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. So that's, that's why I'm saying, that's why I'm saying, I know you, some people might not feel the same way, but I I mean, felt, I mean,
1: I, I felt worse for Aaron in that moment. I was going, oh, poor Aaron,
0: the, his heart, right? The heart <laughs> yeah. of this heart person yeah. who's and, the only remaining heart Jerry. of the show.
1: Poor, poor Aaron and poor Jerry for, for going through this. I didn't care about the whisper at all. He was a liar. He proved over and over again that he was a liar. I have no sympathy for him. But what he was he lying everything about? He
0: got. What was he lying about though? And that's the Every key. He was trying to keep his family about being safe.
1: Alone. He was He was that, trying
0: that, to keep his family safe.
1: I
2: mean, I, I get where, I get where you're coming from Rachel cuz <laughs> it is hard to feel sympathy <laughs> yeah. for him but I mean, he's just trying to survive too, you know? Maybe he wasn't part of Alpha's. Even even Lydia said he wasn't part of Alpha's main core. He was just somebody trying to survive. And I like that's what I would be. What? I would just be somebody trying to survive, doesn't matter who the hell I'm with. I would just be trying to live. Well, even even me like even
0: looking at the scene where Aaron is okay, what did what did I say about Father Gabriel killing that last reaper? Like, oh, pray pray for me, Father. I said, Gabriel is killing himself. This is not a real person. Or like, I mean, I'm, it is a real person, but it's not. <laughs> because this is Aaron killing himself. This is Aaron seeing or not seeing in himself, ironically, somebody who's just like him trying to keep his family safe. And like, what is, what is Aaron in the dream trying to do for Gracie? He's trying to protect Gracie from this wolf, this whisperer. <laughs> lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Uh, But and what is the whisperer trying to do? Of course, I'm going to lie to keep my family safe. There's, there's nobody in the cellar. (laughs) I'm just trying to keep myself safe. Forces. This is a force of habit. Oh, sorry. Like, yeah, I'm going to lie to these guys because from my point of view, and I'm not saying I, I'm like completely agree with the whisperer. I'm so sympathetic for, I'm like, no, but I get it in as much as it represents Aaron from the other side of that mirror. Like, killing, Aaron killing himself by way of torturing this person. Like, oh, he's just doing what you're doing. He's just protecting his family. There
2: was a very interesting visual parallel at the beginning and at the end of the episode. Um, at the beginning you have Aaron with the four the four enemies. Wolves, walkers, saviors, whisperers. And then at the end yes. of the episode uh, you have the man who now has one hand has his arm cut off, and he is being approached by four, his four family members. One for each of the so in the, in the beginning, Aaron is being approached by four, and at the end, this guy with one hand is also being attacked by four. But it's not attacked, because it's his family coming to him. But the visual is the coming same. Coming together, right. The visual is the same.
0: Right, right, right. And the visual of Aaron being also a person who has one hand, mm-hmm. you know, who had his hand chopped off also. And I remember the reasons, too. Like, Aaron was tr- just trying to build a community, tr- trying to build the bridge, and then the logs fell on him because of a walker attack. And this is different, though. Like, this whisperer lost his hand because, because what? because he was trying to protect his family also i suppose but it was a human attack the kind of weird yin yang like dark mirror reflection of mm-hmm. what we're trying to do here of what they were trying to do what aaron was trying to do it sucks i mean we're sitting there we're like going is this what what's going to happen what's going to happen is real we said the same thing about gabriel in uh find me or not sorry find me sorry one more with with the maze episode oh you see gabriel kind of going uh God is not here. Like just saying more and more aggressive things. And Aaron's just kind of like, okay, all right. And now it's happening. And now it's happening to Aaron. Isn't it kind of crazy
2: that everybody in our group is getting darker and Negan is the one that's getting nicer. (laughs) I mean, it's just the weird (laughs) switcheroo there. Or more like, like at least
0: neutral, (laughs) right? Like this weird, like not the way he was before, not the way, meaning before the apocalypse, and not the way he became, what he became, but kind of like. Kind of like Wes on Fear the Walking you going like, I, I, I don't know. Okay, I guess I'll join you guys. You guys seem all right. Oh, my brother Derek's there? Oh, okay. Oh, he's crazy. I know he's crazy.
2: Shit. Okay, let's go. Speaking of Derek, <laughs> just whatever, nonchalant. Do you think Tommy is kind of a Derek?
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good comparison. I don't think so, though. I mean, well, if we're talking about yin yang comparisons, sure. Yeah. Like a less psychotic version of Derek, right? Still diluted, but yeah, just I, trust I mean, us. I, mean, I agree. Just trust us. Join us. Trust us. Or, like, or like this seems all right. <laughs> one thing. Okay, so I wanted to note one thing because I said this in the live in the Dave reacts, but uh, the uh, I noticed that like okay, one of the things that I thought was interesting about Tommy was like he he kind of cheated the Commonwealth. He he lied about being a thoracic surgeon, and when I when I was talking about it in the live in in the Dave reacts. I was kind of, like, impressed with him. I was kind of, like, saying, oh, he's cheated his way into, like, The Walking Dead, like, being his ideal self, right? But then the more I thought about it, the more I was thinking, what if he had to survive out there on his own? He would have to be that surgeon. He'd have to, like, be that medic that most other people who were doctors— First of all, doctors don't fare well in the apocalypse. Let's just say that out loud. Something that we we didn't think about, right? right? (laughs) However— but the the way he survived was by not being a doctor. <laughs> so, so way to go. <laughs> Again, I'm impressed, but like for a different reason now. Like, no, so I, I was kind of trying to pick your brain what you thought of Tommy, aside from the fact that he is kind of a creepy resemblance to Derek in, respect, in some respect. First of all, like the phony ass accent. That was the funniest thing to me. Have some rhubarb What'd pie
2: instead of a big fancy cake. <laughs>
0: Wait, what was... Wait, hold on. What was the, the expression that he used? Make, remember, to remember to try the <laughs> rhubarb sure Make sure you try the rhubarb Yeah. Ubico does out uh, Tommy in a sense. Like, my brother is a thor- thoracic surgeon, blah, blah, blah. And then, so, I don't know what's going to happen with him, necessarily.
2: I feel like I'm very uncomfortable with him. I don't feel comfortable with him at all. I think something's going on there.
0: Well, uh, with him personally, like, not with what might happen to him. As a result of, like... Because I'm, I'm referring to mostly, like... What might happen if they found out he was a thoracic surgeon? What happens? I mean, like, because we, we're we seeing also, like, the idea of what happened, the, like, this weird class divide, too. Uh, the radio is government property. It's basically for upper echelons and stuff like that. But, like, what will happen to Tomy if they find out he was actually a thoracic surgeon and he could have been helping a lot of people who may have gotten wounded on missions, Mercer's people, the soldiers that creep in? I'm, I'm eager to find out. And, and he seems very happy just being a baker. And so how far will he fight to maintain that position too?
1: I think maybe Tommy has just watched The Walking Dead and he knows that doctors do not survive long. (laughs) That's
0: kind of what I was looking to.
1: So he's just trying to keep that on the DL, like, shut up. I want to survive, so shut up. I heard what happened to Doctors Carson. (laughs) (laughs) And Denise. And Enid and Sadiq and every other doctor we've ever had on this fucking show. (laughs)
0: Good point. So one thing I did notice when Yumiko was entering the uh, bakery, though, I don't know if you noticed this as well, but the common, the annual Commonwealth Lottery. Do you know anything about that, Rage? Because I haven't read the comic books.
1: Where did you see this?
0: Oh, there is a flyer on front of the bakery. Now, I, now I have to show it. <laughs> there's a flyer in front of the bakery that that says Annual Commonwealth Lottery, and then there's also these little little flyer oh. cards on the on the counter of the bakery too.
1: Okay. <laughs> I have an idea what it could be referring to but I'd have I would really have to go back and reread those issues to to get the details right but I think there is a, a lottery in the books and I could be getting my wire's crossed, so I apologize if I'm completely wrong, but I think what it could be is, okay, so we know that the Commonwealth has these, like, tiers in, in like, their Classes? economy. They're, yeah, they have this structure, right? Like, what you did before, Matt, so, like, lawyers and doctors and government are way up here, and then you've got, you know, worker bees, and then animal control is probably way down low. <laughs> so the lottery, I believe, the lottery is referring to a change in that status where you can bump up to, like, the next society level or whatever, however you want to refer to it. Okay. I think it might have something to do with that. Like a promotion, you know? Like getting a society promotion. Mm, Okay,
0: okay. But, I mean, that sounds legit. I mean, it's kind of what I was thinking what it could have been. Mm -hmm. I mean, but again, basing this off of no knowledge.
1: I mean, what else would it be? I mean, they don't have money, so...
0: But I can see how like somebody who doesn't read the comics could be like sort of like, yeah. okay, after Terminus with people eating people, and you yeah. go into this town, which uh, like I don't know about you, but when they were done showing the introductory video with Lance Hornsby and all that stuff, where the town square looked like a set, like a, one of those cheesy um, Hollywood movie day sets. Yeah. And then you break away from that video and you're looking at the same thing in quote unquote real life. You're like, oh, this still looks like a Hollywood set it looks fake this place looks fake right and it's meant to do that right like i'm convinced that it's meant to do that so that i think so somebody who may have not read the comic books could be like who knows what's going to happen what does this lottery mean do we have to eat this person or you know you never know right like stepford wives who, who knows where, where this can go hunger game stuff yeah oh yeah oh okay let's go further with that when I saw Governor Pamela Milton, because I, I know the names floated around, but like, okay, Governor Pamela Milton made my brain go, oh, governor, oh but the, the governor, <laughs> uh, Woodbury, oh, but. so maybe the lottery is, is like, oh, you have to fight this person to the death every year just to keep us entertained. I don't know, but I, like it is a good kind of like comparison to the to the Commonwealth because we've seen what these kinds of communities what they look like they had it together. They had electricity, they had everybody seemed to be happy at the at the Woodbury.
1: I also noticed that Lance says that they are over 50,000 strong instead of 200,000. Nice. So yes. they did min- minimize the commonwealth a little I was bit. Oh, it's like they right. have a hell of a bureaucracy
0: for only having 50,000 people. Yeah. And you know, you can draw weird and I think that's what they're trying to do. You can draw weird parallels to the commonwealth like to say the United States. Like there's no doubt in my mind that like the federal government has is grown exponentially large since its inception, let's say. And so you're kind of hitting the nail on the head when you're saying that's kind of top heavy and who have we said is also top heavy? I mean, the saviors in a sense. Like they they have these lieutenants that could do anything and that's literally their motto. There's like a we take what we want.
1: Kind of reminds me of um, Grady Memorial Hospital, too, when Dawn was in charge and she basically let the cops do whatever the hell they wanted. Right. Because if she didn't, they wouldn't do what she said.
0: Right. The, the sneak peek into the saviors, essentially. Right. Yeah. We, we do what we want. We take mm-hmm. nothing back. We say, I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, exactly. And so we're getting these, like, reminders of the governor, Grady Memorial, top-heavy management, let's say, mm-hmm. lieutenants, and now enter the Commonwealth, which doesn't seem as bad but just like aaron we're all traumatized from the apocalypse you know we don't know what's lurking around the corner this looks great but i know underneath the surface is a horror
1: being wrought. well it's it's scary to think about how sheltered these people have been too right because according to tom you're right according to tommy like this this place has been around pretty much since the beginning it started out a lot smaller and then they've expanded so to me this is like this is what alexandria could have turned into uh, you know, if they had continued to expand, <laughs> so think about think about all of the Ex- Alexandrians when we met them. Right, how that's exactly what I'm thinking about. Yeah, how unprepared they were, how naive. I mean, they really had no idea what was going on. And I, Tommy's like, "Oh, I almost forget about what I think he has. Like, whatever he's imagining is going on out there, it's nowhere near reality." Yeah, I think it is absolutely terrifying that none of these people inside these walls besides Mercer and the military could fight or defend themselves in any way.
0: Right. But now here, well, before I ask the big question, it does bring, bring me back to Aaron and the kids, like seeing the kids fight amongst themselves does bring me back a little bit to old Alexandria, like OG Alexandria with people not knowing shit from shit. Mm -hmm. But then like, here's like the, the mirror opposite. Like here's the other extreme. These kids do know what's up. You know, they, they know what's up. They're probably trained to fight. I mean, Judith is training the rest of the kids to fight. But these older kids taunting the Walker, Gus Morgan Walker, and then also taunting Judith and, and the other kids. It's the exact opposite problem. Okay, children in the apocalypse. They are psychopaths, essentially. Except for Judith, disclaimer, blah, 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 whatever. Gracie's also a psychopath, what?
1: Well, all kids, <laughs> even non-apocalyptic children are psychopaths. <laughs> That's true. <I'm- laughs>
0: yeah, so, but but you know what I mean? Like, so it, it's this weird opposite problem where like, okay, but now we're kind of the, on the other end of the mirror, seeing the kids on both sides and be like, okay, they're both doing something stupid. Like, you shouldn't play with walker teeth. Let's just put it that way. You shouldn't play with Gus Morgan's teeth. It's mm-hmm. going to bite you. I mean, it's, it's an issue. So, why do I bring them up? It's because Aaron's trauma, seeing the kids being the, on the other side of this. And so, when I go back to Tommy, I'm like th- thinking to myself, doesn't this seem exactly what our group needs is the Commonwealth? It's kind of like what Michonne said about Alexandria when they first got there. Oh, this is a chance to not only survive, but thrive, to actually build something, kind of like what Reg wanted, like, and what Noah wanted to take part in, like, to build something. But at the very least, to kind of be sheltered from that the outside world threatening to kind of break them down as human beings. So I, I keep going back and forth. I'm like, oh, Aaron needs to, Aaron, we need to, we need to shuffle you onto the Commonwealth. You're not doing so well. And you kids, hey, you kids, you need a little, a little shelter. Let's, let's, let's just shuffle you off to the Commonwealth. So you, you're not, you don't become bullyish monsters and, and stupid monsters. Let's put it that way. Stupid. So I don't know. I keep thinking about that. But the big question is, is Tony right? Is it okay that there's a, a military class? Is it okay that we have a set amount of fighters and you have, you spare the rest of, of everybody to build the community, let's say, or be, be the foundations of the community in terms of – it's kind of like separation of powers. Let's say the United States has a j- judiciary, legislative, and uh, uh, what's the other one? That that uh, An executive, right? Is it better to have everybody have all the skills and maybe not do well in, in either or of them or to separate people according to – security and then building things and maintaining things so in a sense is the commonwealth at least right in that respect
2: almost like a medieval setup you know you have your lords then you have your fighting class and then you have your peasants so basically they're just just dressing it up as modern Mm,
0: as government i guess yeah
1: i think if i were in charge of a community like that i would want everyone to be an able-bodied fighter at the very least i mean everything else you know, those are details. But, but, I think, but like
2: Dave said, they're naive and don't really know what's going on out there. So they don't think that way.
1: Exactly. Which is why if I were the leader, I would want, I would educate them. And I would want everyone to be a fighter and able to protect themselves and the person standing next to them.
0: But is there a benefit to like, there must be a benefit to having, I, and I'm, I'm asking more of the question. Like, I don't have a conclusion, but there must be some sort of benefit in keeping, shielding some people, some people from like being able to fight and concentrate on their duties. You know, in terms of like, okay, baking bread or, you know, making food or, or something like, like your science, you just worry about the, your from the Walking Dead world beyond. And your Lyla's. was, yeah, uh, Lila Belshaw from mm-hmm. Walking Dead world beyond. Yeah, so that's kind of what I mean. Is is kind of now, b- but to Rachel's point, okay, maybe the bare minimum of knowing what to do in a situation like that. Like, I Campus Colony had obviously those little bare minimum lessons of how to kill. I love that's why I love Campus Colony. They seem to have a good balance of of doing all these things right. You need to know the bare minimum of things, the, the 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 anatomy of a walker and and all that stuff, okay. But then, you know, you go out in the world and you have this general role or you have this – I mean, at least in their case, it would pr- probably be a lot more freedom than the Commonwealth to do whatever you wanted to do uh, instead of be assigned what to do. But at the same time, like, you know, for the most part, it, you have the general sense, at least at Campus Colony, that they're not completely ignorant about what's going on outside the walls, but they are mostly safe. So – I mean, I feel like Commonwealth is kind of like uh, a diet, the diet soda version of Campus Colony, where, like, you, you got the taste right, okay? You got, you, you got the taste right, but the
2: substance isn't there, and like like Campus Colony had. Sorry, I bet CRM just... doesn't have some goofy video like Lance Hornsby's, like the Commonwealth does. Well, well <laughs>
0: okay. What you just said was actually very interesting, because I'm thinking to myself, why wouldn't they, though? Like,
1: I don't think CRM has a community. They're just an army.
2: Well, no, they had I mean, a civic republic, and they had that radio station. Remember on walking, walking Dead, World Beyond. I mean, they still have I to have they a. Prob- they still have to have a civilization because they have to be fed, and they have to be clothed, and all the stuff they have has to be maintained. If they have electricity or solar power, they still have to have people to work on that.
1: They, so, I mean, they probably weaponize all of their citizens.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, I definitely agree with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, even the radio broadcast mentions like the the. Oh, well, sorry, let me back. Well, okay, let me. The radio broadcast mentions like questioning the the so not questioning he actually makes a point of saying i'm not questioning the rations (laughs) god forbid
1: it was on television wasn't it this was an actual news broadcast Mm. not just audio i think it was was,
2: news it was was a
1: news station yeah i remember seeing two anchor people on television oh
0: you're confusing the 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 old 70-ish science science presentation with the radio broadcast later on in the episode or later on, and she had okay. She had all these appliances on at the same time. One of which was a broadcast of a science program that looked kind of seventies ish. But the, she also had a radio on top of that, and that was a, a talk show. I'm remembering this like like it was yesterday. Uh, a talk show speaking about uh, general goings on in the community. And one guy goes, "I'm not questioning the rations. God forbid." Like he's not saying God forbid. I'm just adding the thing. But they're talking right. about general goings on in the in the Commonwealth. And then there's a picture of. The handwritten pharmacy notes. So there is something akin to a. Uh, it's not like it's not like all military. There there is a separation between the military and the republic. But but getting on on onto the point though, like I I say that because even in the introductory video to the to the Commonwealth, like every now and again soldiers sneak into the shot, and then they have full bodied shots of the soldiers. I'm like thinking, <clears throat> I think the right. yeah, yeah, no man's army <laughs> <or me> going. <laughs> Caregiving. (laughs) Security. I'm Lance Hornsby. (laughs) I'm important. I'm in my little tiny armor. Just kidding. It was Princess's vision. But it's like, yeah, I mean, I can see the CRM not doing something like that. It'd probably be a little bit scarier and maybe more professional. You got 200,000 people and radio and television. It seems to me like they have their own propaganda to worry about, which brings me to like, okay, in some sense is what makes them different. You know, if they happen to meet each other, what would they take away from each other? I'm not saying we should go into this necessarily, but because we still don't know as much as we should, especially. Well, I hope the CRM. we see
1: the two. I hope we see that these two groups meet in some way.
0: The Commonwealth move, lives on past the comic book, technically, right? They kind of ride well, off into the sunset.
1: I mean, I think that's technically where everybody kind of moves to. I mean, Carl's sort of outside, but you don't really hear about Alexandria after a certain point. I mean, you, there, there nothing that says that it fell or anything. They just, you just don't really hear about it. Like once our group gets to the Commonwealth, it's like, what happened to Alexandria?
0: (laughs) It's weird weird to think about, like, like, uh, while we talk about that and and while we say that the Commonwealth seems to be the answer for what Alexandria is going through right now, then there's the CRM looming in the background. We not knowing anything about it other than it maybe being, I guess what, has been referenced as the Western Alliance. But then we could say that about Ginny's group and th- those cattle ranchers that were walking, and Michonne joins them. We don't know what's happening. But again, it's a bigger backdrop of things to come. And if there's 50,000 versus 200,000, and then there's The Walking Dead World Beyond, which is only taking place months a be- couple months before uh, The Walking Dead at this point. You know, They're very close uh, in timeline. Do you think that the crm knows about the commonwealth i don't think so but if i had to guess i'd say they don't because if they do uh they would make themselves known and one way or the other like the alliance of the three sort of thing
2: well i mean like okay so um, in fear isabel she's talking about them making runs into the nuclear plant so i'm thinking that you know they knew there were people living there beforehand right they didn't go in and take them out you know they waited until they were already dead and then they went and took their stuff I mean I'm oh, they have to so know there's the CRM... pockets of people around and they're not going and taking all of them out mm. you know what, then I
0: I, I I reserve judgment so you're saying you're saying does the CRM know of them like yeah. the, the Commonwealth doesn't know them back right in a sense oh that's a good question yeah you know, it is kind of like that building Nora's building in fear the Walking Dead season six
1: it's tough because the CRM took out campus colony for being a potential threat I mean the the Commonwealth, I would say, is an active threat. So oh. if they did know about them, well, I mean, Campus Colony was only ten thousand. Commonwealth is fifty thousand. So they're definitely a. So You're threat, threat numbers. Well, sh- or, well, sure. Or I mean,
2: or do you think they really took out Campus Colony because they thought they were a threat, or is that just what Kublik was saying? I think maybe they took Campus Colony out because they were trying to get Hope and Iris and everybody else. I don't know that they necessarily took them out because they were a threat. That's just what she told, who, that's just what she told the guy, right? I can't remember his name either. Uh,
1: Barca. Barca. Barca.
2: Barca. And then she told that to Barca. We took him out because they were. A th- they would have been a threat. But maybe she was oh, just telling him that. It yeah,
1: would have
2: yeah. been a threat. Yeah. Maybe she was just telling him that. So, maybe they, were after, they took out Campus who, Colony for another reason.
1: So who actually wants Hope and Iris dead in, in this scenario?
2: Would,
0: do they? Do, what, Sharon, are you saying they do want Hope and Iris dead? Or they just wanted to bring Hope and Iris back, or at least I—I
2: well, mean, they, they sorry, wanted Hope. Back I mean, with them. maybe they wanted Hope and Iris, and they were going to try to get them that way because they were like, we could not maybe we, she's not here. We didn't see her, or whatever. We couldn't find her. She wasn't here, whatever they said when they were after they took Campus Colony down. Oh, so maybe they were looking here, for them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe well, in they order were, to scoop her back for, try, for trying to get we Hope in and Iris, it. and so they just took out the whole colony
0: along with, but maybe even the, oh, so you're saying as a smoke screen. Sure. like okay now they can't go back mm-hmm. and then but is isn't, isn't portland in the same situation though i think but is portland is decimated right i think we learned that the, portland was also taken down in a similar fashion
1: uh i don't know the only thing i remember hearing about portland is that was that that is where samuel um yeah dr abbott thank you sam abbott came or went back to the story was he went back there
0: right oh, so we don't know if portland is done i say this only because like it, it, the thing that bothers me most about camper, Campus Colony have, having been decimated is the, the showboatiness of trying to get into this alliance of the three and you know trying to join this kind of collective and then just going ahead and, and just taking the whole thing down just to get at one teenager who may figure out the cure, fine, but then <laughs> to, to decimate all those potential lives to to save as a result of getting the cure. Or again we're we're alluding to like bigger machinations which is they don't only want to save humanity. They want to be the light of humanity. So there's a bit of that pope shit going on where the, you know, we want to be able to pick and choose the chosen ones essentially. Yeah.
1: They want to decide who and how they save. Right. And, I mean, and I don't think they liked how how well the campus colony was doing I, without having I, to do that. Yeah. I mean, I just, if if it wasn't the entire purpose to go in and and you know, because they were a potential threat, but I do believe that that it was partly the reason. Because I could, like, you know, if I'm looking at this from an evil point of view, right? Like, <laughs> you're getting too big and too strong. You might overthrow me someday, so I'm going to take you out now so that I don't have to deal with you down the road.
2: Right. But then right. why right. build up Why build up and support and help Campus Colony if they're going to become a threat and you have to take them out? Yeah, yeah that's there has that's to, to be. There has to be another reason. There has to be. That doesn't and, make and, sense either.
0: And I think part of that reason is inherent in like us looking at the Commonwealth, I think a little bit, a little bit, because there is this weird class division. I think the common, so the Commonwealth has one problem, which is bureaucracy, right? Yeah, there's levels of bureaucracy, levels of class, right? I think the CRM has a whole other issue, which is who runs the CRM? Well, there's an illusion that there is a government.
1: <laughs> if, if only, if only.
0: But like, there's, an, there's, there's a... Oh. <laughs> The, the, the CRM has an, an additional issue, which was they seem to have a government, right? But it was alluded to I think Lila mentions this, that the, really the, CR, the the military is in charge, essentially. When you have a, a military in charge, well, what are we talking about here? We're talking about uh, it's not an autocracy. What is it called when the military is in charge? A dictatorship more or less
1: martial law martial
0: yeah martial (laughs) law essentially but the the problem is that the citizens don't know that or if they do they're not saying anything they're like oh this is totally normal
1: okay (laughs) well they're being taken care of right so what do they have to complain about I'm not complaining
0: about the rations (laughs) why would i do that (laughs) (laughs) right
1: exactly we heard it from the newspaper (laughs) from the fake news fake news
0: (laughs) oh boy uh, but yeah, yeah. But it's interesting to see how these two do things. I mean, and look, the thing you said, Rachel, that really touched on, I think, what, what why ultimately the Commonwealth is a safe place. What Tony says also is essentially they have the right idea. They they mean well. I think they mean well. But individuals may decide. I mean, and this is something that Sharon you said, and I'm going to bring it. I'm going to drag you into this conversation. About mm-hmm. you said in in the Dave reacts you said this uh, what what does Lance Hornsby mean
2: etymology wise pertaining to the title of this episode out of the ashes like a phoenix says Raleigh that was in reference to like just uh,
0: the world <laughs> having been destiny well we're picking winners and losers right the chosen ones Pope I mean like this episode's right after that episode of uh, where Pope <laughs> incinerates bossy essentially picking the winners and losers
2: uh having the world be incinerated because of teddy well not the world but the world as they knew it lance is derivative of an old german word meaning land and hornsby is the combination of two they mean basically uh the horn part means serpent and the um b part means settlement so hornsby means serpent settlement
0: Mm, land of the serpent settlement and and Rach, you know about the comic books, so he does seem to be a uh, sneaky guy. Am I mistaken sneaky about sneak. that? or
1: He seems to be a spineless guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, but he does have machinations. At least on the show, it seems like he has some weird machinations, but also some weird pull.
1: I'm definitely feeling a long con game here. Come on, we all know we're dealing with a fakeny here, right? Like, no one's convinced that this person is actually Stephanie. <laughs> Is that... Are we all on the same page here? <laughs> yes. To the point where okay. we're doing
0: live watch, I'm kind of looking at...
1: Wait, yeah. Stephanie. And- me freaking out. Stephanie. You, watching me freaking out like this. <laughs> Stephanie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie. No. Yeah. Stephanie. Yeah. Stephanie.
1: You. You. Wait. You. What you. So, I don't think it's very far-fetched for me to say that this Stephanie is clearly setting Eugene and our group up. This is a huge setup. I mean, between... The radio okay. tower and getting caught, and the look that she exchanges with Mercer in the office, and then the fact that this this guy, the dude, he's like, "You're being charged with blah 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 blah," who, and then he says, who "Stephanie my, is being."
0: Who I thought might have been Widgeway.
1: Oh, because maybe? of the I, letter
0: to Yumiko is maybe from. he's like
1: official, yeah. But he's like Stephanie's being charged uh, charged separately for blah blah blah, and then here she is. She shows up with Hornsby, and I'm like, Ooh, that's not suspicious at all. Like,
0: right? That hello? was the thing that got me to be like, oh, why? And then, is she right and behind then, Hornsby,
1: and then he, and then they leave her in the room with them. I'm sorry, but if she's actually being brought up on charges, there's no way they would be left in the same room together. It's not going to happen.
0: Well, well, Rachel, she she clearly <laughs> she clearly is in the same boat as them, right? Because no, Lance she's a came citizen. And and they are as asylum well.
1: seekers, <laughs> but Lance <laughs> saved her
0: as well. I mean, right? Oh,
1: so he's just he's just the hero. He's just everybody's hero, and everyone should trust him. You know, especially according to Stephanie, he's one of the good ones. So make sure you yeah. ask Hornsby for help. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. For a second, <laughs> no. This is all a big fat setup.
0: Are you concluding that that Stephanie is, is in on the con and is also a bad person? Too.
1: Um fake Stephanie I think is in on fake it. Stephanie. I'm Sorry. not ready. Yeah, fake Stephanie is definitely in on it. I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like real Stephanie has to know some of what's going on. I don't know if she knows the full extent or why they're doing all of this. Maybe they just told her we're going to test their loyalty before, you know, we make real introductions. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not sure where real Stephanie's part plays in all of this, but fake Stephanie's definitely in on all of it.
0: Okay, now there's some interesting things that happen in that one scene where Stephanie meets Stephanie.
1: <laughs> right?
0: Fake Stephanie kind of looks at real Stephanie and goes, "Oh, what the? What's going mm-hmm. on here? Why are you here? Yeah, why, why you are you here? Be here? What is going on? What are you doing? Hey, 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 hey." Uh huh. Right. Get out of here. And and real Stephanie's kind of going, "Bitch, I'm getting some ice cream."
1: <laughs> <laughs> For Pamela Milton.
0: What do you think is going on here? Because I am really mostly I'm just in shock because. Personally, I had feelings. I had feelings.
1: Personally, I think Stephanie just couldn't wait any longer to see Eugene. I think she just couldn't wait
0: because she I, had
1: to. She had to lay her eyes on him. Yep.
0: But if what we're saying is true, <laughs> if what you're saying is true about fake Stephanie and Hornsby mm-hmm. being in on something that maybe Pamela Milton doesn't know anything about, by the way, I this what Possible. I'm what I'm thinking essentially. Possible, sure. Because. My, my problem is I'm working. I think I'm working off of a theory right now and I could be wrong. Please tell me I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> Please
0: stop me <laughs> because it feels like Stephanie was supposed to meet Eugene at the tracks and maybe she did. And maybe she met And if she was going to meet him at the track, she would have to bring some sort of security. She did. She left. <laughs> for all, Cause for mm. all, she, you know, you dead or the whispers got, got him or whatever. Or the trouble that he spoke about whether with her on the radio. Right. Lo and behold, Hornsby is intercepting this transmission. How we kind of, some, or somebody is, I don't know, probably Hornsby, right? We we sort of know this because as they're talking on the radio, which of course, again, fake fake Stephanie set up on behalf of Hornsby to mm-hmm. get them in the right place to be caught so that they would owe him, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The radio goes out. It shouldn't, right? This is the Commonwealth. This is, you know, fight for the, the what was it? What's the expression? <laughs> Fight the Fight dead. Fight the dead, save the save living. The thing. right, exactly.
1: So, I I guess okay, but, I don't I know next to nothing about radio transmissions, but if it's bouncing off of a, a moving satellite, then it is possible to lose signal, right? Or is that not how is that not how that works Well, or? it's it's
0: radio, so it's not like it's not satellite-based communications. So, I it would have to bounce off of So the it'd be like on the
1: land. Okay, so like a tower on land, not not something that's moving. Yeah,
0: yeah, not something that's okay. moving. Right. Okay. Right, right. All
1: right. That well, was I, my only thought. Was- th-
0: there's a little other f- screwery, right? Because, uh, oh, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. It's not so screwed up because the because fr- <laughs> season nine, the end of season nine, that transmission does make it to Alexandria, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember mm-hmm. that that little bit of Stephanie yeah, at the end? Yeah. Right. Okay, Hello? so it's not far-fetched, yeah. right? Okay. Apparently, it's a little closer, which makes sense. Alexandria, the Commonwealth—they don't seem that far from each other, essentially. Um... I mean, by car. <laughs> but <laughs> the hilltop seems to be a little bit further. I, I could be wrong, but it is, seems to be further north and it needed a better radio. Basically, the, the parts from the space shuttle, better parts. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. But Alexandra, it, I guess there was enough of a line of sight or something. I don't know. This is just to kind of get the f- people who like to fuck around saying, I don't believe this shit. I'm like, whatever, dude. They're, obviously, the signal's being interrupted by something. I'm preferring to think someone. He doesn't want them to contact his people. He wants to be able to to hold it over their heads so that they can do something for him. We're building a mm-hmm. narrative, people. We're solving mm-hmm. crimes. We're, we're squawking
2: crime stoppers, <clears throat> crime squawkers. <laughs> Working title. <laughs> um, the music playing in that scene with Stephanie and Stephanie is the Entertainer from The Sting, mm-hmm. which is about a con.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, okay. Who's conning whom, though?
1: Well, there's two, yeah, it's about two two men oh, running a con. Yeah,
2: it's two men running a con on a guy that's trying to run a con while they're trying to run the con. So it's like conception. Yeah. Ah, conception! So, <laughs>
1: so, like, what's going on right now? I mean, the two Stephanies and Eugene saying that they're here for one reason when they're actually here for a different reason and they, yeah, yeah. So
0: this puts fake con Stephanie. Con on
1: con on con on con.
0: <laughs> so this puts fake Stephanie right in between Lance Hornsby and real Stephanie. She's mm-hmm. like a double agent on behalf of pet I'm assuming, again, because it seems like real Stephanie. Stephanie Vega, by the way, mm-hmm. that I read on IMDb, which could be wrong. Again, we have to put that disclaimer out there. It could be wrong. If I,
1: if IMDb is wrong, then so is Prime Video, because they have the same name.
0: Private, Really?
1: Yep.
0: <sighs> Interesting. I love it. <laughs> so we're assuming that Stephanie Vega works for Pamela Milton. So if they're trying to get yeah. the skinny on one another, and I think fake Stephanie is a double agent working on behalf of real Stephanie maybe it's possible if we're talking about cons on cons so maybe Sharon what you're saying lends a little credence to some fuckery going on here and who do you think is on whose side is fake Stephanie working for really for Lance or is she really working for Real Stephanie.
1: So we heard Eugene in his interview express that he's concerned that Stephanie might not be who she said she is. You know, he he admits that Stephanie could have been lying to him. So Stephanie might be thinking the same thing about Eugene, right? What if he was lying to me? So this could be her way of testing him as you know, are you who you say you are and fake Stephanie, uh, offering to contact Alexandria is a way to confirm that. Yes, he does have people back there. He didn't lie about this other group. So this is just further confirmation for real Stephanie to know that Eugene is who he says he is.
0: Right. That was my initial theory when, when we first encountered fake Stephanie. Honestly, (laughs) I didn't really talk about it or I didn't really discuss it, but I'm glad we're on the same page, but then having this additional element of Lance Hornsby, and possibly maybe maneuvering fake Stephanie to, to to get to the radio station or taking advantage of fake Stephanie going to the radio hmm. s- broadcasting tower, whatever. So,
1: the way so maybe she doesn't know that-, that she
0: got caught up in that.
1: Maybe. The way they cut that, though, like, as soon as everybody, it's its Princess and and Zeke and Eugene and Fakeny, they all walk off to go to the to the radio tower, and Mercer's standing right there, and he watches them walk off, or at least that's how they cut the scene.
0: Right. He's with, the, with the banner them. in the background yeah. fight the dead. Yeah. Right. This is yeah. why you brought that up. Okay.
1: So, I mean, that to me was like, oh, he's watching that, like, here it is. The plan has begun. There they go. Like... <laughs>
0: but <laughs> well, uh, who, who who do you think is he oh mercer okay okay do you think he's in on it in any way
1: i don't know that's a that's a good question because he did seem pretty pleased with himself when he busted in and caught them on the radio he he did like you know you're arrested so i don't know
0: could, could it have just know. been like him going on something's fishy's going on here i'm gonna see what's what you know like yeah. oh, they shouldn't probably be in that building because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I keep thinking of Mercer and that $2 bill, and okay, I'm getting sucked yeah. into the drama. Like, I feel like he's just an honest, or at least some somewhat of a genuine person. Yeah,
1: I would say genuine, yeah.
0: So I, I don't feel like he'd get caught up in whatever Lance Hornsby's up to.
1: I mean, unless they... It, uh, it,
0: unless Lance <laughs> Hornby gave him a little nudge, say yeah, you should be right here at this time. <laughs> Cause it's sure. It's a, yeah, sure. No, I'm putting you on this duty so you can look at this building for some reason. Or-
1: Or if they make it seem like, um, you know, look, man, we're just, we're, we're testing these people's loyalty. Like we do everybody, you know, who knows? Maybe every new person that comes into the community is tested in some way.
0: Oh gosh. Especially asylum seekers. Right. Because it could, they could not have been the first asylum seekers too over the years. Right. I mean, this community has grown from however it was to 50,000 and making however many mistakes they made along the way, which Mm -hmm. I hope we hear about too, because it couldn't be. It couldn't be the stroke of luck where every person they've adopted has been great.
1: No way. I want no to way. hear about the tragedies. No way. Right. They have to have a terminus story in there somewhere where they invite. They welcome the wrong people.
0: Or I'm okay with the, at least if there's an explanation. I'm okay with them saying I don't know how we did it, guys. I don't know how we did it, but <laughs> we people just got just lucky. Say, people like toilet paper. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Who knew? But there is an element of like, okay, it could be that they got lucky because. It does go back to the highwaymen and Carol and say, how about a movie? And this erstwhile nasty gang of guys who will are basically bridge trolls on the highway. But, you know, they kind of back down. They said, oh, you guys got movies. You have civilization. You have an assemblance of trying to bring back humanity. I'm game. I'm cool. Right? Like, mm-hmm. what a juxtaposition of, like, the shit Maggie's been through and the shit Aaron is entering into. the the shit that's out there with maze and all that junk. And then to see that semblance of humanity. So I could see the commas getting lucky at some point too, but this is a good dovetail to, to go back to the Carol and Aaron narrative too, because the the thing that gets Carol to stop Aaron is this, this good callback to her vengeance quest. It's, and I'm glad, I'm glad they didn't make light of what Carol went through.
1: I'm glad that the show is giving her a chance to admit the, like, like she is taking full responsibility and saying, "Look, I know I did this. I know I fucked up." The whole season, everybody kept giving Carol shit for her behavior and her actions, and like, just, oh, she's she's just awful. Like, Carol got a lot of hate, you know. But this now she's saying, or flack at the she's, very least, she's, <laughs> right? I mean, now she's owning it. I mean, this is why I why I love her so much. She's capable of making a mistake and owning up to it and saying, "Yeah, I fucked up, and yeah. I'm and I'm going to try and make up for it." That it takes a bigger, stronger person than always making the right choice you know is admitting when you're wrong
0: right admitting when you when you made a mistake and then that you in in seeing exactly the step-by-step parts of the mistake that i made yeah and and saying it out loud and saying oh no i i own this i own that which cements like how i i really do feel about her i i know who and i do this with people in my life too (laughs) and i feel almost embarrassed about it but i will sometimes get on people's case because I see what they're capable of. I I, I know what they're capable of, or I, maybe I'm assuming the best of people. I prefer to think that way, and then I'll I'll get on people's case. I'll be like, "You can do this. You can do this." They're like, "No, I can't. No, I can "Oh, yes, you can. Just try." You know. And sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it doesn't work. I'm like, "That's okay." Like, "No, I was embarrassed." Like, "No, it's all right. you can try again next time." No, I don't want it. It's
1: but like, like every time you try to get me to download a new app. This yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: But I, f- but I feel bad at the end because I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm like being that slave driver kind of person. I just, I see what you're capable of, and I, I, I want. I know my,
1: I'm tell, I know my limits with technology.
0: But, but Rachel, but one, one more.
1: One more, just one more, <laughs> just one, one more, more. one more.
0: I've seen you do tr- like terrific things over the years. Come on,
1: try, try headliner. It's so easy. <laughs>
0: when i saw her list all the things that the mistakes she had made i liked that they brought back this thing it wasn't a small thing it carried over from basically what was all most of season 10 why i mentioned the highwayman in, in the same breath is what made carol handling that highwayman situation so great it was watching zeke and who was there at the time? It was Zeke and Jerry, I think? Jerry, it
1: was? I think, was there too, yeah.
0: Going, We're gonna kill him and watching anger kind of rule the day. And Carol going, I got this. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm not like the man out there. <laughs> Girls get it done. Like instant, so, like so she went in there and goes, How about a movie? Let's try this out. And so I, I stacked these two ideas together and saying, Oh, at one point she did lose it. And maybe this is like the Morgan with Rick in the saloon after killing all those saviors situation. where like, how come you were able to do it before? Well, I, ha- I had my son. You know, I had my son. I was able to hold it together because I had my son. And here we are with Aaron trying to save Gracie, but at the same time losing a bit of, like kind of like Rick, maybe being that Rick figure, losing a bit of himself more and more until like, you know, until he becomes Savage Rick again. Aaron becomes that. I, I I I'm just putting this all on the table because it's it's hard. It's hard to watch. It's really hard it's hard to watch Carol admitting things. I I was getting emotional there watching her kind of unravel. Like
1: oh, I definitely did.
0: Stop Aaron, stop. It's it's enough. enough. you don't want to go down this I path. like you're the heart of the show.
1: <laughs> I like that you can see him taking that in too and like going, yeah, you would know, wouldn't you?
0: <laughs> still sh- but still shaking with anger, you know, well, like of course, and you see like kind of shaking this is like receding a little bit but he's still shaking a little bit very i'm he was shaking
1: he was shaking this whole episode i mean he was shaking when he held up the whisperer mask he was shaking holding the knife
0: but and what made it worse and terrifying right is is like watching jerry too
1: yeah that was probably the hardest hardest part yeah
0: jerry was the shocker it's just added just like oh you like fire here's some more gasoline
1: when he found Nabila's scarf, I, my guts just went, bruh, bruh. I'm like, oh no.
0: I was like, I, I oh, literally, no. my thought was, there's no way he's dialing it back. I'm, I'm like watching a car crash in slow motion. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. It's, it's horrible to watch. It's like watching your loved one get into a car accident. Terrible. You have nothing even to do to Lydia, stop it.
1: Help even us. Lydia, Lydia in that moment knows, I mean, she, there's nothing she can say. There's nothing she can say that's going to bring Jerry back. From the, the I mean, back. Yeah. Yeah, here you go. And and the
0: knife you go. She's trying. She's just trying to hang in there. It's like I don't want to get. Well, it's kind of like what you were saying about Negan before coming back empty-handed or without anybody behind him. It's like yeah. Liddy's like, uh, listen, I, I've been bullied before. Like I can't get on the the bad side of all the people here, <laughs> or else I'm I'm gonna get thrown in the fire with the gasoline with them, right? Because I was a whisperer too.
2: Well, I felt- even Negan says they'll never forget. You know, if when something goes wrong, you're gonna be the first one that gets pushed out there.
0: <laughs> Retail clerk, animal control, like kind of basically what we were saying about what's going to ev- eventually happen to Zeke. Animal control, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like that we're on the nose. Like, okay, we're heading towards the same path, but they're going to they're going to swerve at some point, right? They, this this Commonwealth thing can't be as simple as it is in the comics, right? It's going to well, get complicated with this Hornsby sort of deception thing going on.
1: Well, I mean, Yumiko's brother being a thoracic surgeon wasn't just dropped in here on accident. That's going to come into play later, right? You know. When Ezekiel needs his help.
0: (laughs) Oh, hey, that, oh, that's, let's talk about that a little bit, because, okay, we keep forgetting that this place is, has ample, like, resources to help Ezekiel out, even as an Mm -hmm. asylum seeker. They've got to see a person, because, again, the heart of the Commonwealth is, like, mean, well-meaning, okay? They're not, like, there's a Hippocratic oath, there is law, uh, I'm entitled to a lawyer, right? Like, so Hippocratic Oath means something to these people. A man's word means something, except for Rick, because mm-hmm. he's a dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, we're bringing up that saloon part because, oh, my son was there. But the <laughs> that's got to help Ezekiel in the long run, right? I'm just concerned because he cannot die in vain, and yet the show might do
1: it. We've got everything in front of us to save Zeke's life. It would be possible. So are they going to let him go? Are they going to let him die? Or are they going to?
0: They don't seem like a community that would let him die had they know about if they know about it, right? If If, they know about it. Right. You said something about him not telling still.
1: Right. Because he hasn't, he hasn't told anybody. And at this point, especially now, admitting that would be a huge risk because they've already broken the law on day one. They've already lied to get in there. So now he's going to admit to another lie. And, it's a huge risk,
0: and it, which kind of a little bit brings us back to Keith the Whisper. Like, what else did you lie about? If we have sympathy for for Ezekiel, well, again, we know him for the beginning, but but then we look at Keith and we ju- we take these mirror images of one another. Well, first of all, e- Zeke, why are you lying? Get get your shit straightened out. Come on, save the world. Be the king that you were meant to be. But then, like, you know, what wouldn't you do to save your people? What wouldn't you do to protect your people? Right? Yeah. I like that I mean, little reflection.
1: If we had started this series from the Whisperer's point of view, I would be on Keith's side. But we didn't. So I'm not. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no,
0: I, and again, I'm not on their side either. But I just <laughs> it, it, it's a signal to, to like also the state of the world, right? The this is where we are after all these conflicts. Like you even mentioned it before. I think it was like they've this is a sign of everything that they've been through. And that now we're talking about ashes. What has come out of the ashes? I mean Alexandria undoubtedly has come out better. What I learned from history classes is winning the war doesn't mean everybody's comes out great. You know, there's casualties like the allies won the world, world war one and two. Right. I'm assuming. Right. And yet the one thing that I did research for this episode, which is going to kind of frame everything I'm talking about, the one plaque that they have in the square that I actually could read one was for the world war two. Right. But the other one was the, the great war.
1: The great war. Right. Right. What are the
0: dates? 17, 17 to 18. When did the US get involved in World War 1? 17 19. 17. Did you read how many people, how many US soldiers died in World War 1 and then almost have your heart poop out of your chest?
1: No, I was more fixated on when the war ended. It was 1918, but it was specifically the 11th hour on the 11th day of the 11th month. Yep. Right. 11, all the 11s and we're in the 11th season. <laughs> oh
0: shit. I did not think of that. Wow. That's so great. I love, that. I love that.
1: Yeah, I stopped once I got to that. I'm like, oh, there it is. That's oh, it. That's all job. I need to okay. know. I'm done. I'm done. If you like what you heard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. No, I, I was, I, well, I might as well say the things. One hundred and sixteen thousand five hundred sixteen soldiers of the U.S. Yes. Oh. Just the U.S. And so I'm- that's
1: a low number. Wasn't there like I want to say Germany had like millions. Ru- Germany Ru- was well, like in for million, a
2: year. But,
0: like, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. That's what kills me. And, yeah. and of course, you look at Russia between both wars, they've lost millions. Mm-hmm. Millions. My, my I look at the number and my mind can't wrap my head around how many Russia's lost.
1: And you're like, how are any like how do you even still exist? Like you've lost so many people. How are you even still a country? I, I, yeah. <laughs> how do
0: you maintain any sense of I don't know.
1: population.
0: Less, less less population like where where does the pride go? Where how do you build yourself up? How do you emerge from those ashes of a once great monarchy too, right? I mean, you know, between communist takeover, etc., cetera, et cetera, Like what, what has it gotten you? I don't, I, I think about that, but I, I also think about like our more, more recent conflicts too. Like how, when you stack it up a year's worth of conflict in a, a, a little over a hundred thousand people die. but then you talk about like our, our endless wars in more recent years, I keep thinking, well, how many people have died in those conflicts? Not nearly as many. And those go years long. So I, I don't know. I, in, um,
2: in Vietnam, it was like 58,000.
0: Oh, wait, but that was a yeah, long, drawn-out conflict, Yeah, it was like,
2: 10, that was like seven or eight years, at least.
0: <sighs> Boy. And then, yeah, right? The, the Great War, which they stopped calling, too. Like, midway into the conflict, they stopped calling it the Great War, and they, they deferred to World War II. The French actually started that. They started the Great War, and then they changed it to something
2: else. The war to end all wars.
0: It, it did not, right. Exactly. I say this because there's a weird creepiness. Uh, First of all, in the actual commercial spot, it being this cheesy kind of commercial for the Commonwealth, for people entering the Commonwealth, and then having, you know, security, Lance Hornsby on his hips, and, and then having all these soldiers and everything like that kind of creeping into the frame and sometimes being full frame, you know, several soldiers at a time, banners, propaganda. And then this kind of fake... I don't know how to put it. Like considering all those losses, like did we win? Right? Did the Commonwealth win this zombie apocalypse war? Are we just claiming? What is it called? Um, when you take a, a victory that that wasn't earned? Uh, there's an expression for it. Either way, that's what they're kind of sort of doing. Oh, we won the apocalypse. Mm. You know that kind of weird bravado, like oh, here here's a m- war memorial you can kneel at because you're in safety and you can mourn. See, the- you can mourn the dead.
1: I don't think winning the apocalypse would happen until every walker was gone, right? Right. That and would be winning the. That would be winning the apocalypse.
0: And yet, yeah, that's what the that's what makes this so weird. It's now I'm not saying that they're wrong. I hesitate. Uh, let, me, let me just mention this because it's not worth kind of really discussing. But Jesse C. Boyd, like you said, mm. pre-show, <laughs> does reprise his role as the blonde wolf.
1: The blonde <laughs> the wolf. I know. I love that. That <laughs> made me laugh. Uh, oh, what I what I wanted to find out and maybe you know without me having to go back and watch it but what was his role what was the wolf's role in uh season six did he and aaron have interaction was he carrying aaron's bag
0: that's what i'm curious about because he does enter the rv and there's some sort of interaction there i can't remember what it was though
1: i know we see one of them drop aaron's bag and then that's how we find out oh this is how they found alexandria but i don't remember who had who dropped the bag and i wanted to go and see if it was him Right. I wanted to see if it was that
0: I, I didn't have time to check it out, because I was going oh, to. Yeah. Exactly. I wanted to get a good screen, ca- screen cap, too. Yeah. But I, instead I went with the IMDb photo.
2: Awkward. <laughs> <So, laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, also mentioning uh, Miguel Insignares who plays an uncredited large lady savior, uh, more of a background actor. I do have a picture of him, it, which should be showing now, of... Him right behind Negan at the sanctuary, but he is most notably known for being the being the savior who had his face bought, bit off by Shiva. <laughs> there's another. Okay. There's another photo of him. I, I, I'm not going to use that, but there's another photo of him with uh, the the kind of bite marks on his face as a zombie. <laughs> it's great. Um, but he does reprise his role in Aaron's Dream as well, and then obviously the other things we don't have reference for, but. What when if Shiva
1: does her jump attack. Is that who she jumps yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. AKA the person in the blue suit jumping, yeah. <laughs> jumping on Miguel. Jumping on him. Yeah. Which <laughs> I just wanted to mention as a side note, how similar he does sort of look to your husband, Eric, <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, just a little like tangentially, but he's such a softy.
1: Hey, I, I see my husband and Jerry. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's kind of what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Looks wise, but still. Um, no, so I wanted to get back to this idea of, oh, 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 stolen, stolen valor. Stolen valor is the word. Stolen ah, valor. Right. There we go. We had to distract word. you. Well, their version of stolen valor showing all these monuments and all that stuff, like Monuments Day, by the way, Ooh, a Washington Monument in the logo, <laughs> Walking Dead World Beyond sort of, But it, it does remind me of Ginny and feeling safe versus being safe and there. I do bring this up again because it is something I think about sometimes like how there is a psychology and kind of like with Pope in the religion thing, the placebo effect, right? It makes you do incredible things to know that God's on your side. I mean, whispers going out there, murdering people with walkers all around them, knowing they can slip in and out of danger. But the Pope with the psychology thing, they become super soldier fighters. Like not only just awesome special forces fighters, but just fighters for God. So then, when you think about like this idea of Ginny helping people feel safe, and then also the Commonwealth putting all these propaganda images of this is how safe you are. Look at all these scary ass soldiers, right? It, is he wrong though? Is is are they wrong for actually reinforcing this idea of safety? That, I, I, there's some. There's a part of me that's kind of like, well, that's not a bad move.
1: Because
0: hmm. I know you love the truth, Rachel. This is why I bring this up. Yeah. And I know I'm like I'm like poking the bear, going, Rachel. But you love truth, though. People need to live. Sadiq, tell the truth.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell well, them the I mean, truth. In a world like this, I do think there's value to the truth. The truth will save people. You know, don't sugarcoat what needs to be done and what's happening, because that is what's going to get people
0: hurt and dead. Right, and that, and yet we we were talking about like Dwight, right? Like Dwight revealing the truth. And, and I, I brought this up, like, sort of in the in the in the unedited episode of 146. But I, I talked about this idea of forbidden knowledge, like, and I'm not saying everything is forbidden knowledge is very exclusive. Like if you know how to make a nuclear bomb and everybody knew how that's forbidden knowledge like that, the world would be dead because yeah. there's, there's only, there's only so much you can do. And, and it's such a catastrophic thing to know about, to be able to do that. If everybody had the knowledge, uh, we would all be dead. You know, one person would screw up and we'd be dead. So the idea of like Dwight messing it up for everybody at the Commonwealth, even though it is the truth. Like, this, this bitch doesn't know what, she, what she's doing, right? <laughs> this is the shade she look like, Lance be being a dick. Like, he's doing some really weird things with Pamela, who's also an idiot, right? <laughs> but if they knew about that, their whole society would collapse. So, and it's this weird thing where you do want people to know the truth. And yet, if they do, this place no longer becomes safe because people will make it unsafe. It's like that person- Don't know
1: until you try it.
0: <laughs> Double-edged sword. This actually also kind of brings me back to something, uh, to Aaron again. One of the big things that you and I talked about that I actually had to eventually side with you on was the idea of, well, why can't Mary see baby Adam? He's her aunt. And and she's like, no, because she's a whisper <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. All right. All right. But then look at Aaron now. He's like the Alden in the scenario. And I, I noted that in my notes. I'm like, this is really weird. The truth, like, we can't trust them. And this is why And Aaron was the person who went out into the world. And this is why it sucks the most seeing him go through this because he was (laughs) captain pedo. Like I bring this up because it's weird, right? After all the savagery, seeing savage bearded Rick in the rain going, ah, like, and then having to come across clean shaven Aaron with his laundered clothes. And it's just weird. And then maintaining that for several years until this point it's heart-wrenching and then up until like they're in the middle of the hilltop battle shit's happening <laughs> and like he's going well maybe mary should see you know baby adam you know you never know what's going to happen next and no bitch no that's my kid <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's how heartbreaking it is and now it's putting someone like you like on your heels because like you said you know that's a reality you know, and yet now you're, seeing, now you're seeing Aaron go through the same thing. It's like, you don't know where to be. You want your good guys to be good guys. <laughs> listen, I listen yeah. to you so much. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're you're a font of insight. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> like, please don't listen to me, please. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> it's very unnerving. <laughs> Do you want to wax on uh, Mercer and Princess a little bit while I look through my notes? Eyelashes. Um, me, I finally get it. Yeah, the the look that he gives her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The only thing i can say about princesses and mercer is oh
0: yeah I'm, I'm falling for it <laughs> i'm falling for it but you give were saying me about, more
1: give me more you were saying That's about the look
0: this and this is actually what eliza said a couple episodes back about him kind of doing that snort thing
1: <laughs> yeah i
0: saw it now i didn't see it before I'm like <laughs> that kind of like, kind of like Ooh. but then now i'm thinking like he looked annoyed. Well, <laughs> like like a tie, like a lion going after gazelle.
1: <laughs> I think he, I think he's a little taken aback because because he's supposed to be threatening, but somehow she's just like, oh hey hey, <laughs> and he's like, like I'm not scaring her at all. What's happening?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be be scared.
1: You're, you're supposed to be scared of me. Why are you waving at me? <laughs> That's
0: what my my role is in this community. <laughs> Scary guy. I read the part.
1: <laughs> One very small grievance that is easily, easily cleaned up and clarified. But I'm going to complain about it anyway, because Chris isn't here. And so I'm going to channel Chris.
0: Chris is never here. <laughs> Chris from Be- Be- Beauty and the Beasts. There we go. Thank you.
1: Um, so the radio room and the, I don't know what you want to call it.
0: At the Commonwealth.
1: Yes. Yes, the radio room at the Commonwealth, and then the room they are taken to, I don't know, what I'm not going to call it an interrogation room, but like the charges room, I don't know, where they were reading the charges, looked like the same room, right? (laughs) It's probably in the
0: same building, I guess. Well, of
1: course it is. I mean, it is, but I'm saying like, even from the doorway, like... (laughs) Outside the doorway was the same scene too, with like the archway and the door and the going through the thing with the stuff and the. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well,
0: you, you cracked the code. It's a television show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drooling. I'm sorry.
1: No, I mean there is a there is a a west wing and a north wing, yeah. and I imagine it would look like it a parallel. Would, like yeah, like yeah. I said, this is easily clarified and cleaned up, but just something that entered my mind. I went really
2: (laughs) it's very convenient rachel all
1: right
2: my one little nitpick if we're going there is how did they not see the circle of walkers going around the barn while they were cleaning up stuff at hilltop and they're going there they're poking in the stuff and they're like oh there's walkers over there like oh wait a minute there's more walkers like they were standing there the whole time they didn't just appear how did y'all not see them And like the vantage point, they're standing at the, at the like the chimney from the forge, and like right there you can look down the hill and see the walkers in the barn. Like they how did they not see them? I'm sorry, it just bugged me. Like when I, I was like, no. How did you just see them?
0: I yeah, I don't know. Just
2: now. I, yeah. I can't really
0: say. It.
1: I yeah. will say that, that was good. my own
0: that was point. I, I will say this does kind of answer some sort of question about like, okay, Hilltop does have this weird appearance of being kind of small in in a sense. But then then, like them not seeing it could also be like an allusion to like, okay, it's bigger than it looks like, and then also like, okay, imagine how they were keeping this thriving community who undoubtedly expanded in population, right? had all these trailers and shit, which undoubtedly burned down as well. So, I mean, it could be just, they were behind a certain amount of debris. And then from a certain vantage point, you look at the, it looks like, kind of like what you were talking about, Rachel, but I don't know, throw it on my shoulder. (laughs) But I, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you though. But I, did you like the fact that I was kind of like, hey, whispers, and the yeah. way before they said it, like, I know what they do it." You know why? Yeah. Because I, I remember looking on in season nine, Jesus still being in the picture. I think it was the same episode where Aaron and Jesus were fighting at the beginning. I was like, stop Their foreplay.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and then, but then like, but then this is where it gets weirder. Uh, him, Jesus, and Daryl. Going out together, I'm like, and knowing that some people don't know about my little ship with Daryl and, uh, and, and Aaron,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, it's a threesome." I'm looking for what are these? These walkers are moving quite weird, and there's, there's this huge amount of walkers moving in a circle before COVID. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and just I'm re- remembering that now, looking at this mini swirl of like, oh, this is pathetic, Ugh, gross, weird, mm-hmm. yeah, sad, also. Of, of small whispers have to socially distance, uh, <laughs> probably. Um,
1: Walkers out there walking around with their arms out. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> like six feet, six feet, six feet. Like
0: children, right? Like, uh, don't touch me. Don't, don't touch me. Can't touch me. Oh, <laughs> uh, your trouble. Uh, they were. It's also kind of cool to see a lot of our background actors again, too, after this set of bonus episodes, too, like Jimmy mm-hmm. McAfee, Bethany Katsoulis. Who got to play a Whisperer two times over? Who was in Alpha's inner circle, if I remember correctly, from some of the interviews that we've seen. Also, Walker Stalker, I think. Yeah, Beth. she mentions Bethany K. by name. Who, Bethany, who's just a darling? Helped me so much, right? (laughs) At Walker StalkerCon. Samantha. Yeah, Samantha Moore. Right, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I say Alpha? Oh, God.
1: I'm, like, trying to remember. I'm, like, why would she say Bethany on the show? (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) Bethany, she has a name. She like, if any of you say otherwise, <laughs> Yeah, just like Lydia, Bethany's. a, yeah. yeah, Bethany Kay, actually.
1: Yeah, who was, who was a survivor, uh, a savior as well.
0: Oh boy. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. And who was also at the kingdom, if you remember at the fair, she was like in the crowd.
1: After, well, that'd be after the fall of the saviors.
0: Yeah. Mm. She's still well, alive. Well,
1: she would have been, she was probably a whisperer though at that point yeah, yeah. Right? savior Walking come whisper
0: the... come fair goer right. who was probably a whisper maybe mm. well
1: they were there yeah they yeah. were there to to get the the pike victim so who did she grab
0: <laughs> exactly and now i'm just trying, I'm, i said the stupid comment that will get thrown away maybe but like <laughs> for all our talk about daryl being the final survivor the last man standing it's bethany
1: yeah yes
0: <laughs> it was bethany yeah. all along
1: Yep. This it'll is be Beth- Bethany and Alexandria and Barbara.
0: Here's see you, Bethany. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Was it Barbara? Beth- what's her last Bethany name? Bethany
1: and Barbara. Uh, did Barbara have a last name? Oh, no, Barbara doesn't
0: have a last name. The actor is... Yeah,
1: Christ- uh, 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 Mandy Christine Kerr.
0: <sighs> We're reaching the end, folks. <laughs> it's the end of the gas tank. We're running on fumes. What do you think Lydia meant by Don't Look Back, though? I, I was a little bit confused. Well,
1: I took it as... Don't be a whisperer anymore. Look forward and try to find a new way to survive.
2: Don't look at the past, look to the future, move along. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Stop trying to live the way you were.
1: Yeah, that was how I took it as well.
2: Irony, a little? I mean-
1: Iron- Well, she learned. I mean, she she is a perfect person to say, look, it works, look at me.
0: Right, right. Well, yeah, no, definitely that. But then I, I keep turning my eyes to like Aaron and hoping he doesn't continue down this weird path or- Maybe even Gabe, but like, meaning like the one thing I liked about Aaron's dialogue is was very specific. He says, "I'm not ready to ba- abandon Alexandria just yet, just mm-hmm. yet, you know, and, and uh, it, until then, we're gonna we're gonna keep fighting, right?" I like that. But then, like that weird comparison to like these people, like these people are just like us. They're trying to survive. We're starving. We're we just we've just come out of the ashes. They've just come out of the ashes. In war, nobody really wins. It's just a matter of who had the bigger loss, right? You know, so. And who concedes and whatever that we're bringing up like world war one all these things that we but then I, I worry that you know aaron sometimes you have to know when to cut your losses maybe alexandria at some point is gonna have to know when to cut its losses negan maggie maggie you have to learn when to cut your losses oh because we've been saying that for the last several episodes maggie and i'm not saying i know when it is and it does bring us back to the episode with just keep walking ben from just keep walking about like when do you save people when do you not and it's that again, philosopher asshole, right? Because then, what happens? Gabriel and Gabriel and Elijah storm through the door. And like, hey, we're fine, guys. All her other people are dead. We're okay. <laughs> Show's fucking with us. Show's fucking with us. Uh, we can't win. We can't win, guys. We can't win. We're not supposed to. Nope. If you like what you heard. <laughs> why don't you rate us on ratethispodcast.com slash Dead? Five stars and neck plans, all we need to know that you love us, but it is a really great way to let us know what you liked about this episode, what you didn't. You could share this podcast and then include your, your rating in, the, <laughs> in that share. Anything you could do to spread to spread the word, but tell people that, you know, we're worth watching, we're worth listening to. And if you really, really like us, head over to ko-fi.com slash Dead and consider just following us. We don't need your support. We just would like to know you like what you're listening to, you like what you're watching, that we're worth watching. If, if we are, stay close to us because we do cool things all the time. It's worth knowing when we have an interview with Kirk Manley in just another couple hours. It's worth knowing <laughs> when we have an interview with somebody from Fear of the Walking Dead or The Walking Dead or a background actor or a fellow TWD family member or when we do anything cool like a giveaway. and And we have perks to that effect. You're going to see the whispers come up in the credits anytime if you're watching on video. And if not, I'll be announcing those people at the end of the episode because that's who bring this episode to the table. It's all because of you. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you in the goddamn next one. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode, the fifth episode of the final season of The Walking Dead. Uh, This episode is made possible by our Survivors tier member, Aliza J, who was not with us for this recording, but provided ample amounts of insight behind the scenes, as well as our Whispers tier members, uh, them being at WhispersUK on Instagram, at Jasmine.IAC on Instagram, at snick3 on Instagram and Twitter, at Aiden the Raven on Twitter, and at judith.morton on Instagram. Uh, what are membership tiers? Well, in case you didn't know, you can support us on ko-fi.com squawkingdead. Uh, and, but I encourage you to just follow us there in the meantime, let us you know, know what you think of what we're doing. And if you do spot something that you want to take part of, like join in on one of our recordings or, uh, download one of our unedited episode recordings, which does, which do contain some behind the scenes footage, uh, you know, things that we're, we're thinking about doing, uh, but want to do, well, you know, thinking about talking about it behind the scenes and, and want to get, you know, your, your people's input on it too. Sometimes we like to drop that. And if people have any insights, they message us directly and let us know what they think. Um, But yes, uh, Whisperer's tier members do get certain perks, one of them being getting credits at the end of the episode. And Survivor's tier members mainly get all of those perks, plus the ability to join us in our unedited episode recording. So should you decide you want to get in on any of those things, you could just tip us and get 30 days of access to our supported back content. Or you can join one of those membership tiers, and the party just keeps on rolling. Uh, In any case, I've been your host, David Cameo. Thank you for making it this far. Uh, Rate this podcast at ratethispodcast.com slash dead. You know, five stars and that Plan is all we need to know. But it's a good way to communicate what you think about this episode after every episode. It really does help. It has helped. Um, I know we haven't been posting your ratings online lately, but keep it up. We will continue doing so hopefully soon. The seasons are going to get a little rougher from here on in. We can use your support now more than ever. I appreciate you so much, and we'll see you in the next one.